Well, it's 4.24 p.m. on Thursday, the 11th of June, my computer seems to be telling me. The birds are singing, the sun is shining, and I have scooped the audio from me and Sammy's big quiz show. So without further ado, aside from some pre-recorded beer bottle sounds, here it is. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Toronto Beer Podcast. I really hope this is going to work. This is totally new to all of us, but Sam and I have been working for the past 40 minutes <laughs> trying to get this crazy ship out from the wharf. So, uh, hey, Sam, you don't have headphones nearby, do you? I do, yes. Hey, could you throw your headphones on? your laptop just so I don't yeah. hear myself because it's actually starting to drive me a little crazy. <laughs> hey, everyone who's watching at home. I don't know if anyone is watching at home. I have no idea if this is even working, but fingers crossed. Yeah, if you're out there, we're live, baby. And I'm just going to text my wife and get her to look and see if she can see this. Can you check? the Toronto Beer Podcast YouTube page and see if I'm live right now. High-tech solutions to low-tech problems, guys. That's what I'm talking about. Sammy, are you there? Yeah, my kids seem to have absconded with my earphones. You know what? Don't worry about it. I'm a big boy. I can manage. So it is 9.34 p.m. and it is Monday night and you know it's Monday night because it's the Toronto Beer Podcast. Yay. And tonight we are joined, as you already know, because I've been talking to him, by my friend, and he should be your friend too, <laughs> Sam, who is the brewmaster, co-founder, God knows what else, up at Sada City Brewing in the lovely town of Gravenhurst, Ontario. Sam, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man, because I'm in the lovely town of Gravenhurst, Ontario. I thought you lived in Bracebridge. I do, I do. Oh. It's Muskoka, it's all the same. Oh, I'm telling them you said that. I just am realizing I'm going to need to plug my phone in. Sorry, guys, technical details. Okay, let's do the first part of this really quick because then we're going to move into some other stuff. Uh, I know everyone's wondering, hey, Chris, what are you drinking? Well, let me get this guy out here. And my apologies in advance to Sam and all of the good people at Sada City. I have not made an order from you guys yet because, of course, it would have to be delivered via Canada Post. Oh, it's not anymore. Who do you deliver province-wide through? Swift Post or Canpar. Canpar. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I'd like to look into that. Canpar is owned by Canada Post, I think, though. I, probably. I, I, I'm not sure. Swift Post deli will deliver direct to your door, though. Oh, uh, because, so yeah, all of us goofballs at Canada Post, we're carting it and it goes to the post office. And even though I can jump the line at the post office, it's still... <laughs> Yeah. inconvenient as hell so we, we that's why we switched okay so it that was a couple weeks ago and uh so now we've gone back to door doorstep drop off fantastic 
Well, you know what? Knowing that now, you can look for a, a an order coming in from this guy. Just making sure I have everything in my way. Anyway, this is all to say my apologies because yesterday I went to my local LCBO and there was literally nothing from Sawdust. I did complain. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's weird times because we're not allowed to call the LCBO. So we're not allowed to actively That's right. pursue. So unless they're calling us, we can't do anything about it, which that's, you know, it's, it is what it is, but it's, it's difficult for us to, you know, get the sales that we did because we, we don't have any salespeople. It, um, you're being very diplomatic. I will tell you that sucks balls. Oh, so. yeah. There's some, there's rantings and ravings. I mean, it's, it's kind of silly. Like they're there. I don't know why we can't just call them. Uh, it's terrible. Anyway, I did tell them that they needed some Sada City. Uh, so if you get an order. That's when the numbers awesome. spiked this week. <laughs> well, it was yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what I did pick up was this guy. Sam, do you know anything about this one? Is that the, the, the lime lager from Amsterdam? It's Amsterdam's Mexican lime lager. I've seen some photos. I thought that this would be a beer that you would probably appreciate. I would. It would be a great Monday night beer. It is. It is that. Okay, so really briefly for the kids at home. This is Fria Cerveza Especial brewed with fresh lime zest. It is a Mexican lager. What does that mean, friends at home? It's a cold yellow beer that's made with a lot of corn, uh, which is yeah. what they do in Mexico. Sam, you ever make a corn-based lager? Yeah, we we, we just released one. Uh, oh, dry shit, hop lager. Can... No, you can order it. We're going to get delivered right to your door. Hey. Wrap that segment up right there. You go. But yes, <laughs> we have that one. We've done, uh, we did Curiente Boy last year. Mm. Uh, but it's something we've been playing with. And uh, our lumber light lagers also, which will become more of a regular, a regular seasonal this summer is uh, made with uh, 30% corn as well. Nice one. This guy, multi-sweet, a little bit of corn. And lime. There you it's go. Quick and dry, and I like it. When it's 30 degrees outside, that's what you need. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's what I'm drinking. What would I eat? drink it with when I'm eating? Obviously, Mexican food. This is not rocket science. Make a bloody taco or a, make yourself a dang quesadilla. Um, it'll go real that. good. Real good. So so we're kind of going to be done that part because what we're going to transition to, there's a natural thing here, which is, hey, Sam, what, <laughs> what are you drinking? Well, uh, it's Monday, so I'm not drinking anything tonight. I've uh, been trying my, my hardest, and it's getting harder as the weather gets warmer to not drink during the week, like Monday to Friday. Yeah. I didn't. Ma I made it to Thursday last week when it was 25 and sunny, and I had to barbecue. And I was like, I can't do this. It's too perfect outside. I, I felt like I was wasting this amazing day. But since basically the beginning of the new year, I've been not drinking during the week, and uh, just because it's this this business can get pretty difficult to not drink because it's always there. So yeah, kind yeah, of I myself. I've stopped drinking on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because I knew that mentally 
I would need to have a beer coming home from work on Monday uh, because that's just who I am. And it's hard not to look forward to a Friday beer all week. Right. That's it. It's, so, it's literally impossible. You're, you're I'm, I'm now I'm actually thinking about it like all basically from Thursday afternoon on. I'm like, man, can't <laughs> wait till tomorrow. I get that on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, I can't have a beer tomorrow either. <laughs> uh, but for myself, I mean, part of it is I, my job is really physical. And so I keep in pretty good shape, but I was just aware there's a little bit of, I'm pinching my sides. If you're watching this, uh, I just, uh, this spot was just not, not great. And I know that psychologically it's easier just to shut it down for a couple of days than to say, Oh, I'm only going to have one beer each day. Cause that's never going to happen. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. And then the other thing is I find that I have less depression issues, which I'm, I don't have like diagnosed or clinical depression, but I experience good days and bad days kind of thing. But I consistently experience more bad days if I am drinking regularly. So like yeah. a three day break by Thursday, I feel like I've been reset and then I can depress myself again. I, I agree with that. Like I just feel more, uh, I'm not as, I get more, I'm more tired and then I feel exhausted and then it builds throughout the week if I'm drinking. But if I'm not, I'm more rested. I feel a little bit, a little bit more pep in my step by the time midweek rolls around. And then I usually destroy all that good work by mid Friday evening. <laughs> but uh, it almost feels it's also a little bit of a catharsis on Friday just to sort of shut it down and let it go yeah and relax and then you know the, the rest of the weekend is kind of like just have some beers barbecue do whatever but uh, it was certainly like I was saying it's a lot easier in the winter when it was cold and miserable and you just came home and hunkered down anyways but like now yeah. that the weather's turning it's like man this is gonna be harder than I thought totally Totally, but it's that. good. I, I, I it, it does. Uh, I, it got. I kind of stopped running there for a bit, but now I got back into it because I'm not as tired in the morning if I just go to bed at a regular time and not. Yeah. Cold beers. Totally, totally get that. So that's impressive. I know a bunch of people in the industry who do. I was gonna say exactly the same thing, but not necessarily exactly, but just taking multiple days off a week where they don't drink alcohol, uh, and I think that's positive. Yeah, it's been a topic of discussion. I've seen it pop up over the last year or two. I know that uh, Crystal and Tara did some stuff. The Beer Sisters did a, a topic on it and wanted to talk about it at some of the conferences. Uh, you know, it's sort of been brought up. And, you know, it's kind of ironic that it does get brought up at a conference because typically the conferences are basically just thinly veiled <laughs> excuses to get together and drink and, and pat backs and clap hands. But... Uh, <laughs> it is you know now that we've been you know this is a we're pretty it's a pretty mature industry now like we've grown into this over it's it's well into its second decade this sort of second wave of craft beer and as yeah. someone who's been around for a while you sort of feel as an older statesman not that i i'm i'm adverse to sort of letting loose sometimes but uh you do feel like you sort of should be a little bit more responsible and it's a topic that I think will come up more in the future. Totally. Love that. So that's why Sam's not having a beer. And that's 
why I'm not having any beer tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and I'm also not going to lay into it tonight. Like I'll have this Freya and then I'll probably, that'll be it. Um, I did have two beers before this so perfect it's a three beer <laughs> three beers is a, is a great level i find three beers for me is the perfect amount to have before a hockey game and i mean playing hockey oh really i can't i i cannot drink before i play it just ruins me hmm. so i have to, i just save it to the end are you a goalie though no oh god oh. no i i just i just I feel it just makes me tired. So maybe it's a mental thing. So I just don't, but uh, definitely after. I find Friday night hockey through the winter. If I can get three beers down my neck before I have to go. And then I drink a coffee on the way. Is that, the, is that the, you're kind of relaxed enough to be good on the ice and maybe yeah. make moves you wouldn't normally like swing loop for golf. Yeah. You just try things that you don't, you've never earned the right to make that <laughs> move but you think you can. The hands are a little bit more supple. Yeah, at least you think they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we were talking about that. I can't, no, we were talking before when we were still testing the thing about what's been going on for you. Uh, but why don't we recap that for people watching? So Sam's Brewer up at Sada City Embrace, or Gravenhurst. Uh, and we were talking and I said, uh, you know, did you, did you gear down for COVID? Did you have to gear up? What's, what's COVID life looking for, looking well, like for you? Uh, initially, at, uh, initially we sort of shut it down. Like everybody, we laid up basically like 80% of the staff that first week when everything went sort of sideways. Yeah. And then for a week, it was just a handful of us, like five people, maybe less uh, myself and a couple people upstairs and we were just sort of like I was just there making sure like the tanks were still crashing tanks making, managing yeast moving stuff around that had to be moved but then like you know the first week went by and then the second week and it was like oh I guess you know beer's still selling and when they sort of made that first announcement like oh all essential services I assumed beer would stop but apparently we were essential so Mm -hmm. Once that happened, it's sort of like, okay, LCBO is not closing. We're not closing. We're going to have to start moving beer back and packaging again. And, uh, you know, we're not the type of operation where one guy can run a packaging line. So we brought a couple people back. And then as, you know, the momentum kept happening, online sales really hit. People were still ordering beers, LCBO. We, we were back up to four people in the back, which is about 50% of our production staff. And I'd say for the rest of the building, we're around 50% uh back um but producing you know not we're not producing at 50 percent. we're much higher than that so it's right everyone's sort of like you know wearing a bunch of different hats just trying to get by because we still have you know those high margin retail channels like our our, our saloon and our you know in-store retail have been significantly hit and without licensee mm -hmm. like you know that's a pretty big portion of it and as we mentioned earlier as we were talking not being able to sell to, to the LCBO, like actively uh, service that channel, it's it's difficult because it, when left to its own devices, they're not necessarily the most, you know, it's momentum. It's it's more like inertia, like they just they just stop. Yeah. Unless you push that bubble, that soap bubble is going to stop. I think a lot of people wouldn't realize 
um, but with some exceptions with like for sales and stuff, every LCBO is picking their own mm -hmm. selection. And so if you don't have a salesperson kind of regularly reminding them, hey, you haven't ordered any flats in a couple of weeks, do you need anything? They'll just stop no. selling. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, it's just the way that they are, this way that they're built. There are so much, so many craft breweries pushing, like some stores have the ones they know do well. So those ones will continue to go. But, it, you know, salespeople have a job for a reason. They're good at it and they, you know, sell for a living and not having them there it's kind of difficult so yeah. i don't know when that's going to start back up i don't know why it's not allowed now yeah that's the thing that i really don't get like give them a week or two to adjust and like yeah who cares the rest of us had to do it right yeah. like our jobs continued why didn't theirs yeah it's weird you should probably just calm it down a little bit because it's it's you know it's a point of contention for you know it's a big part of our business and you know when that gets taken away it's a huge part of our revenue so definitely well friends at home if you go into an lcbo and you see no sawdust city on the shelf just ask find yourself a staff member and say what's up where's the sawdust city yeah and, you know i i think there probably is i can't imagine that the sales at the side at the lcbo are at the same level like I personally haven't been back to an LCBO since this started. I mean, actually yesterday was the first time I've been. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm sure we're not the only ones going through that. So yeah, I feel like, you know, maybe they're down a lot too. And yeah, it's but it's a good weird. way to support your brewery. If you like a, a particular one, if you're in an LCBO, remember their salespeople can't have this conversation. Right. But you can, but a customer can. Yes, yeah. Very much so. You guys are our ambassadors. Yeah. It's time to pay back all that good beer that you've been getting off that brewery. Yeah, man. Go in and sell their beer for them. I love it. I love it. Well, okay, we're coming up on 20 minutes, and I normally try and keep these things like less than 40. So this is the big deal. I've prepared okay. you a quiz. Oh, shoot. Now, I don't know if you listen to a lot of podcasts. It's on paper. Okay. Many pages. Holy crow. I researched and everything. Apparently in the UK, a lot of podcasts are doing exactly this. Uh, bring on okay. a guest and then give them a quiz. I don't know why. You know what? Maybe I should have been drinking because usually the old brain's firing at a couple different. The synapses are off. Maybe you could have a different legal psychoactive <laughs> thing. Oh, I was doing some Zoom calls in my basement. And I had been sitting behind my bar and I hadn't sat behind the bar in a long time. And I found this jar. And I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's just a jar of weed that's been sitting here for I had no idea how long. What it is the one that I gave you, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to do this quiz? Yeah, man. Okay, I've got it divided into categories. So we're going to start with beer. Okay. And then we're going to transition into other things that sometimes is related to beer. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start with history of oh, beer. Sam, by the way, do you want to um, briefly introduce yourself, but your credentials, why you're going to do really good at this quiz? Oh, man. 
I haven't been down to school in a very long time. But uh, how long have you been brewing and etc.? Uh, I started in 2006. I went to the VLB in Berlin, uh, studied there for a year, came back, and my first job was at Bagnata, then Robert Simpson, Come Flying Monkeys, then Mill Street for a number of years, and I've been at Sawdust since 2011, since we founded in 2011. There are a couple of things that you just mentioned that, that are going to factor in this quiz. So okay. just put a pin in some of that. Let's start out easy. This one's a lob. Who were the first brewers of beer? What what people, what culture, who was it? I want to say the Egyptians. Is that your final answer? I guess. Do you want to know as we go, or do you want me to tell you after? I I don't I don't care. It doesn't matter. Incorrect. Uh, the answer is the ancient Sumerians oh, okay, who predate right, the okay. Egyptians. Egyptians did make beer though, so uh, no. I was going to give you a half mark, but no, no, it's going to happen. It's okay. Um, by the way, everyone listening right now feel free to follow along. If you have some paper, um, you can make notes, see if, see if your score is better than Sam's. By the way, I don't know how many points this test includes yet because some of these questions have multiple points and stuff. So we're just going to have to tally it at the end. So, okay. Uh, so Sam's 0 for 1. <laughs> Sam, what is the oldest bar in Toronto? Jesus Christ. Well, I think it used to be the uh, Wheat Chief, but I think the Wheat Chief closed last year. The Wheat Chief closed last year for renovations. Is it still open? Mm-hmm. Is that the oldest bar in Toronto? I don't know. This quiz is for you. <laughs> I used to frequent the Wheat Chief, and it seemed old. I, I think I heard that. Before. Do you want to lock that in? Sure. Correct. It is the weed chief. Okay. Uh, incidentally, it was, it was my watering hole for many years. I used to watch many Leaf games there. They had great nachos and really shitty draft. Yeah, it, it was a pretty trashy sports bar every time I went in. I loved uh, it. I bet. <laughs> um, incidentally, the Old Angel Inn in Niagara on the Lake, oh, oldest bar in Upper Canada. Wow. Yep. That's I've just cool dropped my pen. Up. Incidentally, to the incidentally, last couple of times I've been into the Angel, it hasn't been its usual self, unfortunately. Mm. Anyway, uh, so we've dealt with the oldest bar in Toronto, oldest operating bar in the world. Do you have any idea? Is it in England? Close. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. No idea. It's in it's in Ireland. And if you just took a random guess, you might have guessed. Dublin? Sh Sean's Bar in oh. Athlone. How old is it? It is believed to have been operating continuously since 900 CE. They did some renovations in the 90s, and they found architectural work that was definitely 10th century. Holy. Yeah. It's pretty oh, old. Good on him. Yeah. I mean, that 
I was going to say it predates Guinness, obviously. It predates lager. <laughs> like, oh my God. And I mean by a lot. Like, Yeah. Uh, okay. So you are one for three. It's going to get easier. Don't worry. Oh, These please. next two, you're going you're gonna to hit them out of the park. Okay? Uh. Oldest operating brewery in Canada. In Canada. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the one you think it is. Don't overthink this. Molson? Yep. Yep. Incidentally, the second oldest still in existence company in Canada. Do you know what the first is? That's not... I'll give you a bonus point. What the hell? Hudson's Bay Company? That's correct. And now, just to round it out, oldest operating brewery in the world and i'll give you a half mark if you pronounce it well fine Steffener. yeah that's what it is i don't know if i'm giving you the half pronunciation point though that didn't sound very german fine Stefan. you should have shouted it or something oh yes crudely and yardly <laughs> which is pleasant in german <laughs> by the way there is more german coming up in this test Jeez. okay this is another i thought easy one but we'll see who what is the name of the person is what we're looking for purchased the anchor brewing company and became known as the father of modern craft brewing fritz Maytag. you got it that was good you own that one. So he was the, the first Craft Brewers Conference I went to in San Francisco. Ken Grossman and Fritz Maytag sat down and had like a fireside chat. And they okay. just did like, this, and they had like this release of the, uh, this 30th anniversary Sierra Nevada uh, collaboration with Anchor. And they did this Imperial Stout. And it was like one of these moments that I don't think I'll ever forget where everyone, like they, they handed out a 750 mil bomber to everybody. This is like 10 in the morning. <laughs> and like you know at the time the crappers conference which is now you know 15 to 17,000 people this was back when there was like slightly more than a thousand i think three thousand maybe it was yeah. very much smaller and we we're just in this conference room and then all of a sudden it like you just started hearing it like as they started to talk this popping and everybody in the room just started popping the cords and it was totally like, assumed there was this big communal cheers and it was a uh, this big chest swelling moment, like my first sort of craft beer experience as being part of this world. And that was there. And that's why Fritz Maytag sticks up in my head. That's awesome. I love that. I, I never met uh, Fritz Maytag because I think he passed away in the early 2000s. Well, that was 2010. Oh, 2009. Is he still alive? No, it was 2010. I, I don't know. Oh, I know they I'm sold it. Fritz Maytag. Still alive. Yeah. Sorry, he was, Fritz. <laughs> I mean, he, he still, was born he in 37. Old. Give me a break. The guy's in his 80s. <laughs> yeah, he was old. Um, okay, back to Toronto. Sorry, I know you're from up north, but you spent a lot of time down here. I did. I, a good part of a decade. There are many streets in Toronto that were named after people involved in the beer scene, particularly 
uh, hotel owners, which of course were bar owners, and brewers. So, how many can you name? Because you get a point for every one of them. I... And you can't just guess. You got to tell me. I honestly, I have no idea. If you've there's, read... There's, there's a whole brewer's sort of alley over by River on the east side, this district, like the brewery district now, mm. that's been turned into condos. I know that area. O'Connor? Maybe? You'd have to prove that one to me. I don't know if O'Connor is. It does sound Irish. Well, didn't there used to be... Wasn't there a Connor or O'Connor Brewery in Toronto for a while? Are you thinking of Connor's Best Bitters? I am. No. Okay, that was I, uh, Burlington, I think. I, 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 yeah, nothing. I, nothing. The distillery district one was a good idea. I couldn't tell you any off the top of my head, but I would have believed you. Here are some, though. Uh, a, a popular street named after a brewer and a land speculator, Joseph Bluer. Oh, jeez. Mm. Uh, Young Street. Named after the guy who owned so a hotel said, and brewery. I could have just said all the streets that crisscross across the city. <laughs> That's why I said you can't just guess. It doesn't count. It would just be. It would have just been guesses. Thomas Steele, Steele's Avenue. He owned uh, the Green Bush Inn. Oh. Don't know what she was using that it made it green, but it was something. Oi. Anyway, there are others. Okay, so zero points for that <laughs> that was a poor one yeah that's all right hey how do you feel about trappist breweries i know of them okay There's first question how many breweries are there right now that are certified trappist breweries i was blown away to be honest with you there's probably more than i and i think then yeah there was more than i thought Take a guess. Eight. Eight's a good guess. It's wrong. Uh, <laughs> but I will give you a point for everyone you can name and a second point if you can tell me what country they're in. So you got, there's a lot of points here. Okay. Uh, Orval, which is in Belgium. That's correct. My favorite. Chimay. Uh, okay. And where is Belgium. it? Belgium. Yep. There's Spencer in the U.S. Uh, very close. It is in the U.S. The name that I got was not Spencer. Is it Spence? No. Oh. Same name as a media company here in, in Toronto. I don't know. I, you know I it's have funny. One. I thought it was Spencer, too, now that you mention it. I have one that says Spencer Trappist Brewery. Yeah. I have a glass. The the Am list I, I found called it St. Joseph. I'm oh. going to give you the points because that list could be wrong. Uh, West for Latin. Yeah. And I assume you know where that is. Yeah. Belgium as well. Yeah. Is Mars a deuce? No. Mars? No, I didn't think so. Akel? Yeah. Akel Again. actually has a funny name. But I'm going to accept a Cal, and I can't remember what the funny name is. Saint Bernardus? Mm, no, good guess. They're not one. No, they're not. They're not Trappist. 
I'm thinking of the glasses that I have. West Mall. <laughs> shit. West Mall. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, when you said West Veletron, there should be another that you get right away. Yeah, West Mall. And where's that? Belgium as well. Yeah, I've given you a tick already. Uh, you right now, one, two, three, four, five, oh, six. Oh, the one in the West, uh, La Trappe. La Trappe? Okay. In, which is the Netherlands? Or That's right. Or is that Dutch? Yep, it's the Netherlands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you've got seven right now. Uh, one of them's in the Netherlands, and one of them is in America. So that means you have five from Belgium. There's two more from Belgium. There's no more in America. There is one more in the Netherlands, surprisingly. And the total number, we didn't talk about this, is 14. Where are, they, is, are there some in, in Germany? No, none in Germany. Yeah. yeah. France? I mean, I don't want to say because if you guess the brewery, then you have to tell me where it's from. But yeah, yeah there's oh. one in France. I'd never heard of it before. I'm trying to think. I don't remember who I said and would have missed. To be honest, when I looked it up, I knew that there was more than seven. But when I was heavy into the scene, there was seven. And yeah, that's what I thought. So I added the Spencer to go to eight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that, that's what I thought. There's but one. again, like, like, like you, I probably would have known more a couple years ago. Like, I just don't follow it the way I used to. Like, exactly. I used to be up on this shit. Like, before I went to brewery school, we went to Belgium and tried to visit, but you couldn't visit yeah, them yeah. all the time. They, they weren't like tourist spots. Yeah. They're just breweries. And I, I mean, I might have... I might have forgotten the ones that we tried to visit even. I've actually forgotten the ones that you said already. Uh, and my yeah. notes are awful. So <laughs> it's um, what I'm going to do. Do you have any others? You got I a lot of points. I can't think off the top of my head. So from Belgium, I know you did say Westmal, Westveletron, Orval, Akel. Shimei. Shimei, Exactly. Did you say that one? Yeah. Okay, good. There's a really obvious one that makes... So Orval is my favorite Trappist brewery. But if you ask me what my favorite like big beer is, like a quad or something, this brewery makes it. And it's not West Veletron because you did say that. And it's associated with the number 10. Oh, shoot. See, that's the one I would... Oh, my God. There's the eight, the ten. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And a six. And a, bra- a six, which is the brown. Yeah. And it's at the LCBO, and you can get a really good deal on it. And I actually can't think of the name. Right? It's, it's obscene. I, I can't think of the name. I can think of the label. It's brown uh-huh. with, the di- with the blue diamond in it, and it uh-huh. says the ten. Uh-huh. You're killing me. Just tell me. It's Rochefort. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I you did get uh, Koningshoven, which is La Trappe out mm-hmm. of the Netherlands. And there's also Zundert in the Netherlands. Oh. And then in Italy, Trey Fontaine. Oh. In France, Mont de Cat. In Spain, 
Um, it's like Brauerig Cerveza Cardenia. Cardenia is the brewery. And surprisingly, the most surprising to me, England, Mount St. Bernard. Wow. I didn't, you, you learn something new every day. I know. I learned a lot today. <laughs> Let's get a little closer in history and a little closer to home. What bar is today? September. It's not September. Fuck. Uh, what is it? Uh, May 25th. Today, this bar celebrating its ninth anniversary. And it's a beauty in Toronto. Nine. It was on social media, so I was hoping you'd seen it. Oh, I, you know what? I literally deleted all my social media this weekend. That was a very wise decision. I, so, I, only, I only went back on because we, we laid all the staff off. I, someone had to do social media, so I picked it back up. And now that we've got people back, I'm like, I got to go off just for my own mental stability. <laughs> uh, Relatable. I'll give you a hop? hint. Bar hop, maybe? Good guess. Close, geographically. It's not the best. It's the... Oh, first! Ah! I'll wow. give you a tick, even though I sold it to you. Yeah, happy ninth anniversary, Verst. You're doing great things. They were one of the first people that had us, you know, yeah, it makes sense. I believe that. They were Pat and 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 uh Brent Brim? Yeah, Brim. Yeah. Oh my god, it's been so long. Yeah. They were they were one of the first supporters and you know Aldo, the with the owner, I think he's still the owner. I think so. We did some stuff together. They were great. Yeah, they're fantastic. I still haven't made it to the Union Station spot yet. I have. I actually wa I watched like the end of the gold medal game for Canada in Russia. The third period, we had my like we, my friend and I took our kids to the Hockey Hall of Fame that day. And as we were walking out to go to the Marlies game, we passed by that verse. We're like, let's stop and have a pint. And then the game was on, and Canada came back and won. Nice. Uh, I do love verse. Okay. Another one for you. What brewery has been, quote, making award-winning beer since the last millennium? Black Oak. Bingo. That was an easy one, apparently. Yeah. I had a good hint for you. I know. Well, that's, that was very much Ken Woods right there. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Do you know how many breweries can say that in Toronto? Like 10. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's, I don't think Ken would be the only one to say it. It's his, it's, his per, it's his humor. Exactly. Okay, we're shifting gears away from history a little-ish, man. If you don't get this one, it's bad. Oh, man. See, that's what no pressure at all. is the classic beer style from Dusseldorf? Alt. Yeah. And why do you know that? Well, we made an alt for many years, and is it still I, available? It's actually was we were going to bring it back this fall. It's stopped this as as a core brand. We sort of moved away from the idea of core brands, like yeah, as most of the industry has. And uh, but it'll be back. But I was actually just in Dusseldorf 
in September, and it was awesome to go to some of those uh, all beer rides in the in the Altstadt, and it was great. It was an awesome day. Nice, awesome. It's such a beautiful town too, and it's crazy party town. Friday at five o'clock is bonkers in the downtown. Like everyone, everywhere, just it. It was so much fun. That's awesome. I've actually never been to Germany, sadly. You, dude, it's it's. It was the first time I've been back in fourteen years. It was it was great. Hmm. There's a German guy sitting two meters above me right now, typing on his keyboard. I can hear him. His Wait, name's sorry. Nick. Twelve years. <laughs> Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Um, here's another one. This is a, this should be easy. Who is the brewmaster at Brooklyn Brewing? Garrett Oliver. Bonus point if you can name one of his hats. A fedora? No, he has names for them. Oh, <laughs> Derek. No, good try. It's like the <laughs> crown prince and some other oh. names. Good guy, though. Yeah, I, I got to meet him a few times. I met him one time, and he was intimidating, but very cool and smart. Yeah, he's got a snappy wit. He does. He also doesn't suffer fools. So. No, no. Okay. Uh, this one's a little technical. Now, this is a list. This was from data from 2016. Okay. So you just have to have that in your mind. Okay. Barley. It's the second most voluminous uh, ingredient in beer after water. Yeah. Who are the top three barley producers in the world? You don't have to give them to me in order. Uh, U.S., Canada, and Germany. So you're one for three. Really? Number one, you need to remember that barley isn't just used for beer. It's also used for vodka. Oh, so Russian? Number one. Two is Germany. And amazingly, France is three. Makes more than Canada? So the bonus point question is, can you guess where Canada is on the list? It's not one, two, or three. Four? Five. <laughs> Just start throwing numbers out. It's I six. Was, really? I would have more. Ukraine was four, and Australia was five. Wow. Weird, eh? That transitioned us nicely, though, to current brewing. So here's some current beer trends, beer stuff questions, okay? Still a little bit of history. This first one's definitely history, if I'm fair. What was the first North American or American-style pale ale? And first, again, parenthesis. It's the one you think it is. Sierra Nevada? Yeah, Sierra Nevada pale ale. Good. What was I the mean, first... They What's that? It would, definitely be the, it would definitely be like the template for the American pale ale. Yeah. It's possible some other people used yeah. local hops and did the same thing, but 
That's it. That's the quintessential one. Yeah, and in the same way, this next question, what was the first New England IPA or the one that made it made it a thing? Like the one in my head, I that pops in my head. It's is, probably that one. Well, the first one that pops in my head is Dogfish Head. Oh, that's but interesting. I, I wouldn't have called it that. 60 minute? Mm-mm. I'm trying That's to West think Coast. Too much early hops. Huh. Funny enough, it is not from a state that has a coast. I'm sure once I hear it, I'm like, yeah, I, I'd buy that. Throw it at me. Do you want a hint? Yeah. The can says, drink this straight from the can. Oh, do you, oh, Heady Topper? Heady Topper! So you were from The like, Alchemist. You mean like New England stuff? Oh, I was, never mind. Were Dude, you I thinking like, I, US thought, stuff? I was just thinking, I was just thinking IPA, like. Yeah, like a, like a new like world. old timey. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Dogfish uh, Head would have been the right answer in that question. Yeah, New England. I was, I was thinking that. I, I didn't even hear you say New England. I just heard IPA, and I was oh, like... Oh, fair enough. Well, and you got it in the end anyway, so you got the point. Hey, closer to home. Who was the 2019 Canadian Brewery of the Year? Was that the last one? Yeah, last year. Where was it last year? It was in Toronto. Oh, fuck. I wasn't in there. That was the first one I hadn't been to in seven or eight years. I'll give you a hint. They make a really, really good porter. Oh, it's Clifford. Yep. Brad. I'm sorry, Brad. I should have known that. (laughs) Um, I had a suggestion from a beer writer to ask you this. It's a bit of a silly question, if I'm honest, but we'll see. So the I'm going to give you the question. There's two potential answers because you'll understand why there's kind of a tie, but you can also earn a third bonus point if you can guess who got me to ask this. Okay. Who is Toronto's tallest beer writer? (laughs) Is it Robin? Oh, that's one of them. There is a tie potentially. Although as the person who got me to ask this pointed out, this person is probably getting smaller. (laughs) Jesus. Also, it's an older person. Mm -hmm. This person has published a few books. It's not Beaumont. I would not tell Beaumont he's getting smaller. I'd be afraid. I have no idea, man. It's okay. You don't so need them. I feel so removed from everything. I haven't been. Well, this person was a lot more active kind of when I was more active too. Oh, fuck. 
I can't. He, he likes going for a walk to the ballpark. That didn't you're killing happen. Me. No, you're killing me. It's Nick Pashley. Oh my god! I... And can you guess who wanted that question asked? Also a beer writer. Jordan. It was Jordan. Good job. Two out of three. I still follow. I still follow Nick. Well, like when I was on Twitter, I remember his 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 Twitter handle. Yeah. Notes on a beer map. I mean, I, those like first few years when we would go to Volo and Victor, uh, not Victory, but yeah, Victory, I guess, and also like Kensington Beer Bar, Bar Market when I was there. Like a lot of the places have come and gone, and like feel removed once we move. Once I move back up here, like a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I used to bump into him at Kilgore's and Poppers. That's where I would see Nick mostly. Oh my God! Do you remember the first place that we, with the first time we met? Uh, excuse me. Don't jump the quiz. Oh, okay. I was going to do a different question first, but let's just jump to that, and then we'll do the next th- one after that. I was thinking about it today. Hey, Sam. First question. Where did we meet? I feel like it was at the Hard House with Troy Birch. And then we went to Einstein's for some pints. That's my first memory. Funny. Incorrect. Isn't it the the Hard House is the place in U of T, isn't it? That's correct. We had met before that. When? You don't remember. That's my first memory. Then you're immediately going to lose three marks because the first one was where, although maybe if I tell you, it might trigger the memory. So it was not at Hardhouse. It was at Volo. So cast days? I actually think it was one of the other cask events, like the Pale Ale Challenge or something like that. I don't know. I don't think it was I cast think, days. I, I would, if, if it was an early cast days, I mean, it was like, they were much smaller affairs. It's true. But there is a reason why I can remember that I don't think it was cast days. And it comes up in a couple of questions. So we didn't get where. I, see, my, my memory is that hard house one and going with Troy and going to Einstein. I remember like that, but we had met. Ah, oh, snap. Do you remember? Obviously not. And it wasn't Troy who introduced us. You could just take a guess on this one if you want. John Bauman. Good guess, but no. It was Ian McCoustra. That's also like, I mean, even Ian, I used to hang out with so much more. And like, you know, not being up here, I don't see a lot of people anymore. I know. He's a good dude. Yeah, he was one of like the first people I, I knew. Now, the- with that in mind, that we met at Volo for the first time and we're introduced by Ian. That doesn't trigger any memories. Because the next question was what immediately happened after we met. Probably spilled something on you or we got drunk or something. I'm going to give you a mark for that. You didn't spill it on me. Spilled it on Ian? (laughs) No, you spilled it on some random guy. And it was his beer. You knocked it out of his hand and it went everywhere. That that, that story checks out 100%. That one's true. (laughs) One point. 
Okay, we're gonna do a quick. This is a kind of lightning. Here's, here's, here's a here's a here's there's reasoning now why I might not have remembered that meeting <laughs> because if I had you were drunk. Him, so like there go, ergo, did I really meet you? <laughs> That's a fair point. That's fair. Uh, good times. One more beer thing, and then we have the the associated. This one's quick. Okay, Sada City is known for having some really good beer names. Okay. I'm going to list you other beer names and you have to tell me who made it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start easy here. Life in the clouds. Uh, collective arts. Correct. Fine young cannibal chickens. Oh, shit. They just brewed it a few weeks ago. But you would have to be on social media. Oh, Great Lakes. Great Lakes, correct. Stork Derby Stout, named after one of the worst things, yes, it's Muddy York, that ever happened in Toronto. Terrible. Uh, tactical Nuclear Penguin. Uh, Brewdog. You're killing this round, buddy. Yellow Snow IPA. Rogue. That's right. Older beer. Good job. I, I was one of the first IPAs I remember having. Yeah, like, me too. First coming in. Mm-hmm. Big old bomber bottle. Yep. With that classic silkscreen logo. Yeah, the guy's it. face. Yeah. He looked like a guy I used to work with at summer camp. And I mentioned that in a blog post and he saw it. We hadn't talked to each other in 15 years. Weird, eh? Wow. Crazy. Punkin Drublick. It's a tough one. Well, it's a no effects song. Uh, mm-hmm. sh- oh, was that like town brewing? Not Ontario. Think more like Rogue and stuff. Like a Portland brewery? California. I don't I don't know who did it. I mean it well obviously it's so Cal it has to be California. It was Coronado. Okay. I mean, I love that record. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd actually forgotten completely about the beer that was named, but I looked up a list today. Uh, two more, and these ones are local. The Chaiwala has a mustache. Wow. This was a Cask Days beer, and it was very out of style for them at the time. I've been to cast days in a long time. You would have needed to have been there a long time ago. This would have been seven, eight years ago, I bet. Oh, then I was there. Here's another hint. I think the oldest craft brewery in Toronto that's still here. Did you mean that? Wouldn't that be Amsterdam? I think, I think, oh, actually, so I might be wrong. You might be right about Amsterdam. Might be the second oldest, but I, I thought they were. I, I, I don't know. I can't. It's the granite. Oh, my gosh. Was that a chai porter or chai something? It was called the Chai Walla Has a Mustache. 
Chaiwala is a, a person who sells tea. A walla is a seller of things. So the Chaiwala, the chai seller. Yeah. And yeah, you could probably tell me better. I can never remember if Amsterdam or Granite started first, but they were pretty close. Yeah, I think Amsterdam so. was 86. I don't they know. Were very Last one. This is from a now non-existent brewery. So you have a little hint to start with. Also a cast days beer from the same vintage. Worst idea ever. Oh, that was Stonehammer. And yeah. Good old George. Yeah. George, it was the other guys. It was Matt. Matt? Uh, there, there was a guy named Matt who worked for them. Yeah, maybe. I'm just trying to think of who the dude was. They yeah. had the shirts and everything. I remember standing, standing at that cast. That was one of the last ones I went to. That was a good one. That Sour cast is with that beer. Yeah. The beer? To the cast days. Oh, good, because the, the beer was... Well, my favorite thing was what good. Jeff Roder said, was smells like bad farts, tastes like good farts. That's fair. <laughs> okay, shifting gears. Sports. You like running. You run. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I know much about it. Well, I got one amazingly complicated question, and I didn't know how complicated it was when I started to ask it. One easy one, and then one that you may or may not know anything about. So let's let's start moderately easy, go hard, and then the who knows. So there is a world record for the 100-meter dash, the sprint. You can get up to three marks if you can tell me who has it, where that person is from and what their time was. And I'm talking about the men's record, which is the fast one. Uh, Usain Bolt. That's one mark. Where is he from? Shit. Is he Jamaican? He is Jamaican. And do you know what the time is? 979. Good guess. It's 958. Whoa! Pretty fast. That's so much faster. And... He set that in 2009. It's a 10-year-old record. Wow. I know. I feel like 979 was a time like when we were kids, and that's like so old-timey now that it's been blown out of the water. I don't know. I feel like Donovan Bailey set the record at 991. Holy moly, that's so much faster. I know. And again, wow. nobody's even close right now. That, yeah, he had a good post when he showed the distance and he said social distancing and it was just him running the race. Oh, yeah. And it, wasn't he wearing like, like just shoes, shoes? I mean, it's just, just crazy how fast he is, though. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, marathon. Current men's world record. <laughs> so same deal. The person who holds it, their country of origin and their time. And this is the one that was stupid complicated. Well, is this is this like on a track or is this like a real marathon? This race? is a recognized real marathon, which is where it gets complicated. Because like there's the guy that did it, like he ran it under two hours on a track. And like, I guess that was just to break the record of how fast he could do it. He didn't run it on a track. He ran it on no, a street course, but, but it was it's a, a dead a, flat. 
Yeah, like a closed course. And that's what, that's what it, he had pace setters ahead of him to break wind. And uh -huh. they had a car ahead of the pace setters that was using a laser guidance system to pick the fastest route around the roads. Wow. That's what it took yeah, for him to run in sub two. Funny enough, which is, he which is still, the record holder, but not for that. I don't, I only know this because the guy that I, when I did run my marathon, the guy that I did it with, Nate, he was much more into it. And he told me, because I, I, I would, he would just tell us when you're running for three plus hours or four hours, there's a lot of, a lot of time to chew and talk. So yeah. he was, tell, he, he followed like running blog posts and stuff. So he would tell me stuff and he, that came up because I was just in awe of that time. Like it's insane. Like we're doing our time and we're watching these guys sprinting going the other way. We're at like kilometer nine or 10 and they're already at 18, 19 sprinting full yeah. run going the other way. Cause Tron the one that I did was Toronto. The waterfront or the city? The waterfront. Yeah. And it's like people do it to get their times to qualify for things. Cause it's a super fast race. Yep. I mean, the speed at which they did it. Cause there's people in there like in the low twos hours and which is like, I can't even fathom that. And it, but they're running full out for 42.1 kilometers. And like that to me is just, you know, where we live right now is just immediately South of the turnaround point for the city mayor or the waterfront. I mean, Marathon. You're on the far, the, the east end. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we're right at beach, basically. And when we walk to church on Marathon Day, normally the elites are just coming around the, the corner. And those guys at a half marathon point are running faster than I can just run ever. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's incredible. And they're doing that for 42 kilometers. And you're yeah. like, that, they're superhuman. It's if crazy. I sprinted, they would still outrun me. <laughs> as, as amazing as that was, the one that I, this, this lady that I saw that was running the marathon was pushing two baby carriages. And she was doing a half marathon. She pushed it. She did a half marathon pushing not one, but two, two carriages. carriages. And she, had, she had two friends on either side, like making sure they didn't go off squirrely. But I thought that was equally as impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. Okay. So if you don't know, you're probably oh, I, not going to get this guy's name. So no, I'll tell I you. Idea. I believe it's pronounced Eliud Kipchoge. Is he Kenyan? So you get a point for that. <laughs> to be fair, it was 50 50. He was going to be Kenyan or Ethiopian. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was like, mm, flip a coin. It's got to be one of the two. You didn't get his name. That's okay. I will give you a mark for his time, which is his world record time. If you can get it within one minute. Two hours and two minutes. I have to give that to you because the record is two hours and one minute and three seconds. I was gonna go two hours, one minute, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna err on the side of caution and go one up because it could be in there. Now, here's what's crazy. So as noted, that highly technical run that he did sub two didn't count for a world record. 
the guy who won Boston, I think two years ago, did it in a time of two hours and like seconds. But Boston doesn't count either because there's too much elevation loss. So it's like running downhill. So it doesn't count. Oh, wow. You can't set a world record at Boston, according to Runner's World magazine, which I just read today for the first time. That seems just cruel and unusual. <laughs> but our friend, Mr. Kipchoge, set a world record in Berlin in 2008 at two hours, one minute and three seconds. Berlin's super flat. Like, I mean, I spent a better part of a year running around Berlin and it's a nice city to run in. But I and think they, in the same way that the waterfront marathon, it's flat, oh, but super it's not flat. dead flat. There is elevation change. Yeah. So it's I, cool. I live near, I was sort of in the center of town and I could go over to the tier garden, which is like a big open empty space. So that's typically where I would go, but super flat. Speaking of running in Germany, can you tell me, and I can't promise my pronunciation here. I can spell it for you if you want. Okay. What is a Kastenlauf? I've, it is spelled K-A-S-T-E-N-L-A-U-F. That's running? It's a running event. Is it like where they roll cheese down a hill? No, that's in England. Because casa is cheese. <laughs> I don't know. I believe that the... Because Germans love... Um, compound words. I believe it's Kasten Lauf. I think running, like, I running, think I guess Lauf is running. Yes, that's like, right. Or run. The, because that's the, you know, in the louder ton. It's running. Yeah. But so what's Kasten or Kasten? I don't, I don't know. It is the beer crate run. And in oh. a team of two, you start with a case of beer. And the only rule is you have to be the first person across the finish line with no beer. So you got to drink it too? So you and your partner have to drink the whole case and you can choose where along the route you consume what parts of the beer. Do you drink That's it all amazing. right away and then run 5K drunk? Do you drink half of it? Like, well, I guess you want to loosen your low. Oh, this is strategic. Yes. Because those also, you get, I mean, you got to go to the bathroom at some point if you're drinking. It's only a 5K or an 8K run. So you should be able to bang it off without going to the bathroom. You'd think. You'd hope. I would love to organize this, and I've given it serious thought. Golf course, because it has to be a licensed area. Oh, you could, and you know, there's a lot of free space where you might not hurt yourself on a golf course. It's true. The other thing that occurred to me was the Leslie Street spit. Wow. You put a lot of thought into this. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay. I'm losing my mind here. So those are all marked. Okay. You like music, Sam? Sure. I believe you're a fan of the classic Scorsese film. Not a movie. Film. Cinema. The Last Waltz. 
Okay. Is that true? So, yeah, the band. The band, yep. Yep. Their their I've final seen... concert from the winter concert garden or something. I've seen it. Okay. <clears throat> As you know, in the movie, in the film, they have friends join them on stage. You with me? Mm-hmm. Who sings the weight with the band on the last waltz? It's a lady. There is a lady. I mean, you might say she's the lady. I would give you the mark if you could name her, but it's technically a group. This is the hard one of the three about the, the last waltz. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've seen it. I used to, my roommate when I lived in Toronto, which is going back to pre-2003, had the video. Mm. And that might have been the last time I've seen it. I actually thought of it because I remember after the session at 99 Sudbury, you remember that year? Yeah. You guys did an after party in the venue and I went and you guys put the soundtrack from the last waltz on and just let it run. And I was talking to Jed. I was like, are you just letting the soundtrack run? And he was like, yeah, man, we fucking love this movie. Yeah. We used to, we used to watch it a lot. I mean, when was that? that, that like I said, that was, you know, that was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. 15 years, maybe 10. I don't know. I the can't. answer is the Staples singers. It was made of ah, Staples. I knew okay. it was ladies. Slightly easier. Who sang Such a Night with them? <sighs> Recently passed away in the past couple of years. Wore a fantastic bow tie and a beret. Still with me, Sam? Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> I I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. No judgment. It's Dr. John. Mac Rebenak. Dr. John. Last one. Controversial. Who sang Dry Your Eyes? <sighs> These are deep cuts, bro. My brother, <laughs> my brother would probably know. He's the music guy. Um, there was some theories that this person wasn't supposed to have been invited, that there was like a, a, a miscommunication. And then when he showed up, they were like, oh, what are we going to do? Robbie Robertson said that's not true, that he actually liked this person uh, and wanted him to be there. Dry your eyes. I like to hear it. Who is it? Like it's a new morn afternoon. And if you can't recall the singer, can you still recall the tune? Come dry your eyes. This guy is hard as a rock. <laughs> Harder. 
Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. I really wanted you to get a mark there. Let's um, shift into a something I think you will know the answer to. Are you familiar with a little band from Kingston, Ontario? Uh, Maybe. Called the Tragically Hip. I might. You might know something about them. I might. I believe you named a beer after one of uh, their songs in an indirect way. A couple times. Hopefully, you'll get this one. The Tragically Hip has a song called Fireworks. The opening lyric is... Back in old 72. Well, if there's a goal that everyone remembers, it was back in old 72. Who scored that goal? Paul Henderson. What's that? Paul Henderson. Paul Henderson. That is correct. Bonus point. What album was Fireworks on? Phantom Power. Oh, look at that. Confident. Hey, are you a fan of Jack Johnson? Nope. Then Can't we're just going to scrap those questions. My, again, my brother is. <laughs> I was only going to ask it because when Mandy and I used to do this podcast together, I would always listen to Jack Johnson while I was recording the podcast. And she would always make fun of me. So anyway, uh, the que- hey, let's try. What state is Jack Johnson from? Hawaii. Yeah, you got a point. Probably not going to do too well on these next two. What's the name of the festival he started in Hawaii? The Jack Johnson Journey Fest. Good try. It's called the Kokua Festival. And the next question was, do you know what Kokua means in Hawaiian? Jack Johnson. Close. It means help. So you had a point, though. That's pretty good. Um, a little more historical. Are you familiar? Not are you familiar, but uh, can you tell me the name of the British traditional folk dance that often takes place in bars with a lot of singing and beer, but the dancing itself includes stupid little ribbons, bells, and giant wooden sticks that everybody knows are dicks that they hit against each other's wooden sticks. Do you know what that's called? What? The drunken jig? (laughs) I've never heard of this. You should look it up. It's called Morris Dancing. It's very beery. Anyway, uh, one question on music that's going to transition us into the last part. Okay. And this is a tricky one. I don't expect you to get this, just so you know. Who performed the title theme song for the popular movie, Strange Brew? Who performed the theme song? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a trick question. Was it Ian Thomas? No. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was Ian, Ian Thomas. His nephew used to live down the street from us, like literally oh, five doors down. I can't believe you got that. People always think it's Cream or Eric Clapton because they have a song called Strange Brew. I knew Dave, the brother. Was yeah, Dave the, Thomas. Is, and, is yeah. So, and Ian was a musician. Yeah. That's unreal. Okay, so the next questions are back to film. You'll get half of this one right away. Who are the two main actors in Strange Brew? 
Well, Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis. That's right. What was the name of their dog in the movie, Strange Brew? Barf? No, was it not Barf? Uh, no. I'm just they both at... say it, and it's printed on his water bowl. That yeah, they I'm pour looking at his in. water dish. Yeah. Fuck, I can't remember. It was Hosehead. Hosehead. Well, obviously. What was the name of the villain? Brewmeister Smith. That's correct. Max von Sydow. That's Sido. right. You're, I'm going to give you a bonus for that. That was great. What was the name of the brewery? Elsinore Brewery, i.e. <laughs> Elsinore Castle from ha from Hamlet. Which hey, is slow down. Stop jumping ahead. <laughs> what what film does Bob say Doug quote had seen like seventeen times? Eh. Empire. Oh. Was it Star Wars? It's a Star Wars franchise. Okay, I just I thought it, I thought it was Empire for whatever, but whatever. It's Jedi. Oh, what? Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It, it, I would have pictured that movie. Jedi was like 83, 84. What year did, I guess this would have been 84 too, right? I think it was, yeah. Might have been later, 86. Really? Sure. I'm just, I, I, I picture it being that, but whatever. I can look it up. The last, qu the last question, sorry, I was talking with a pen in my mouth. Um, you've already kind of answered, so I know you're going to get the points here. What story is strange brew an homage to hamlet it is hamlet and can you tell me for bonus points what aspects you already mentioned elsinore well claude the bad guy claude was claudio yeah uncle claude or whatever there was the video game with the ghost and there was the ghost and who was the ghost shit was the mom or is the dad it was the, dad. the dad yeah I'm giving you marks and, all over the place here. That's the main and, things is that Claude is Claudio and the uncle kills the father and the father yeah. returns as a ghost. Well, they're, I guess they're Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Bob and Doug. Exactly. Now, this is an interesting thing here. Strange Brew was 1983. So how did he see Empire? How did he see Return I don't know. I, I that's why I, was, I just picked the it closest was also movie. 83 so maybe Jedi came out early came out in May and Strange Brew came out in August I mean they did turn around that movie pretty quick <laughs> hey whatever I don't know you know what I'll give you a mark you had it that it was a Star Wars so that's good I'm giving I'm, I'm saying that's that's a mark the only thing you didn't get wrong in the Strange Brew section was the name of the dog. Yeah. And you know what? I should have got that. I mean, again, it's probably been a, it's been a it's been a hot minute since I've seen Strange Brew, but But you got a lot of marks on the uh on the on the the details of Hamlet. Okay, quick little aside because seeing Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis just tweaked something in my head. This beer movie has virtually nothing to do with beer. But what was the last movie that John Candy released? Like it's cinematic release. Wagons East or Wagons West. Wagons East called? is 
the second last movie he released. Both were released posthumously. And in fact, Wagons East was filmed last and they had oh, to okay. use some early CGI because he died while he was filming it. But sure. this movie was filmed before, but it came out after. Hmm. I think that might have been my most obscure John Candy fact that I just sort of got wrong. So, okay, I'll give you some of the people who were in this movie Alan Alda, Rhea Perlman, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Is this the one that gets a big, like, it's like that wild, wild, crazy movie from the 60s where it's a bunch of people racing after stuff? No. Oh, it's Canadian Bacon. Canadian Shit. Bacon. Shit. Perfect. Oh, I've just lost Sam's feed here. One second. Oh, my, my I just phone. Need to get Sam back. No, I'm no. Calling him my... right now. We've been talking on the phone this whole time. It's dead. My phone died. Sam, pick up. Oh, I wonder if the battery on his phone died yeah. and he's running around right now looking for a cable. We have been recording for an. I just got his voicemail. Hang on a sec. I'm going to send him a message on the text. Plug your... Oh, hang on. Yeah, no, we were talking on the phone. Plug your phone in. Let's see if he sees that. Can't believe he got Canadian bacon. Love that movie. There's literally one more question about it. And then two about something else, and then we're done. Holy moly. Let's try calling him again. I plugged it in. It's, it's... I bet he's running around his house right now looking for a phone cable. Although it's ringing now that I think about it. It's not acting like a phone where the batteries died. Plus, he should still be able to hear me on the internet. He should hear me saying this. Yeah, I can hear you, but I... Keep getting the voicemail, Sammy. Keep getting the voicemail. Maybe the power went out in Bracebridge. Maybe, maybe this is just the spirit saying it's time. That was a wildly successful quiz. I'm going to tally Sam's marks while we wait to see if he calls me back. So the question is, can I tally corrects? and incorrects at the same time. That's going to be a challenge. I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to, I'm going to tally the corrects. We're going to do that. So he got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 in the history section. In more classic brewing, one, two, We'll just mark that here on this page too. This is like when they used to mark my math tests. Just throw it down the side and then finish it off in the end. Uh, modern beer. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We'll just write that there. Um, running. One, two, three, four. Five and music 
Yep, his phone is dead. He's just messaged me. That's okay. We're going to shut it down. I don't know if you can hear me still talking. I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm just going to send him a quick message and say, no worries. Buddy. I just need to get it to load. Wow, I got a lot of emails while we were doing that. No worries. That was long. So what else have we, well, here, I'll do this too. I'm assuming, I wonder if he's still talking. I'm going to leave him on the feed. It doesn't, hasn't disappeared yet. So Sam, if you can hear this, I can't hear you at all. You can say anything you want. I'm just tallying your score. You probably knew that because if you can hear that, you could hear all that. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. That looks like 16. Now just a quick count of X's. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. X is there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. X ten there. And then one, two, three. Sorry, my notes are a mess. Four, five. Just five on that page. Five X's. So now we can go five, ten, seven is twenty-two. And then we can say sixteen plus twelve, that's twenty-eight, thirty-three, thirty-five, fifty-seven, that's fifty-seven out of 79 total marks sam you got 57 out of 79 on the craft beer quiz the first inaugural craft beer quiz if you wanted to know the last couple of questions listening at home we were talking about canadian bacon the last released john candy movie a delight if you've never watched it the uh the next question was who directed Canadian bacon. Incidentally, his only non nonfiction movie. It's only fiction movie uh, feature that was had wide cinematic release. Just before you come chasing me down, anyone want to guess? Sam, did you say it at home? No idea. It's Michael Moore. That Michael Moore. Yeah. And then the last part was just I was going to ask if Sam was interested in Harry Potter or the Lord of the Rings, because if he was, I was going to ask him in each of those universes to name inns slash taverns slash bars. How many can you get if you're listening at home? List them now. Harry Potter is a lot easier. I'll tell you that. I only know of three bars listed in Harry Potter. So that's a bit easier. Do you want to know what they are? Have you guessed at home yet? The three that I can think of in Harry Potter are, of course, the Leaky Cauldron in London. And then the two bars in Hogsmeade, the three broomsticks and the Hogshead. And I suppose I would have given you a bonus point if you'd said Madame Puttyfoot's Tea Shop, which is clearly not a bar. 
It's a tea shop, but it is also in Hogsmeade. Um, I don't know if they list any other bars. I don't think they do. And I've read that a lot. Lord of the Rings is a lot more difficult because, of course, the Hobbits list many. Um, I did actually look this one up. I knew most of them, but there was two that caught me off guard. Um, the ones that I can think of uh, were, of course, uh, the Green Dragon in Bywater. Um, I think there's the Bridge Inn, the Golden Perch, um, the, is it called the last? I have a list here. Hang on a sec. I believe it's the last, or no, it's called the Forsaken Inn. I'm just going to look at the actual thing I looked up here. Green Dragon, Golden Perch, the Ivy Bush. Couldn't come up with that. The Bridge Inn, the Floating Log, also in the Shire. And the one that I didn't know, the All Welcome Inn, apparently mentioned in the Shire. Never heard of that one. Of course, in Bree, there's the Prancing Pony by Barlam and Butterbur. Very important part of the book. It contains one of my very favorite scenes of course when they meet aragorn and he says that to sam he says if if i'd wanted to i would have killed you already and then he says but i am aragorn and if by my life or death i can save you i will that's a pretty good line prancing pony there's the forsaken inn uh much uh further out from brie and of course, the old guest house is mentioned in Minas Tirith. Little unclear if that's actually a bar type inn or if it is more of a guest house. Uh, there's some debate on the online forum where I'm reading this list. Um, and of course, other people brought up um, Rivendell because it's called the last homely house, but it's not an inn. It's Elrond's kingdom different um so there you have it those are the bars in the lord of the rings and in harry potter and that finishes the craft beer first inaugural covid whatever quiz i want to thank sam from sada city who i think is still here because he hasn't disappeared off my screen but i don't know if i mentioned this but i haven't been able to see sam this whole time which is why i was talking to him on his phone um Sam, if you're here, I really appreciate it. I had a ton of fun. Uh, I hope you enjoyed some reminiscing of spilling beer on people um, and all the fun we had down here in Toronto. Uh, I do appreciate you taking the time out to chat. Uh, if you're listening at home, I hope you had a good time. This was a long one coming up on 90 minutes in four, three, two, one, 90 minutes. That's a long one. Uh, thanks for sticking with me. I hope you had fun next week, probably going back to the usual format, but I might try and do this again the following week, hopefully with slightly less technical difficulties now that I've stress tested this with Sammy. And uh, as always, take care of each other. Oh, my voice is going already, eh? <laughs> take care of each other. Be good. Uh, order some beer from Sawdust City delivering using whatever it was Sam said that's Canpar sounds great because my company's not actually delivering it to you they're making you pick it up um, and also what we said earlier it stands go into an LCBO and if you don't see a brewery that you know should be there remember their salespeople aren't allowed to contact the LCBO right now so you're all they've got so tell them I want to see you stock this beer from this brewery, please. And if enough people do it, they might just stock it, which would be fantastic. So you can be a beer salesperson. Wouldn't that be fun? That's all we got, guys. Thanks for hanging out. It's been a fun night, even if it's a late one. And we will talk at you in seven days.